Who are you? What does it mean to be human? What is truth? Is your red the same as my red? Is free will truly free? What is morality? Join us as we explore these ideas and more in The Philosopher's Stone. Hello, fellow alchemists and stoners. Welcome to the philosopher, philosopher's stone. Um, <laughs> welcome to this episode of Philosopher's Stone, where we do a little bit of game chair philosophy. Here on Philosopher's Stone, our purpose is to spark synergistic conversations on a myriad of complex and complicated topics. And today I'm excited for our topic. It's going to be a very interesting one. But before we do that, let's catch up a little bit. How are you doing today, Dustin? I'm doing great. Got my coffee. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. for, all those, for all those listening to the recording, I bet you thought it was going to be me that was that would be introducing this episode. But no, it was in fact Dio. <laughs> it's a quick JoJo reference there. But yeah, I'm doing great. I'm super excited for this this topic that we're gonna be covering today. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. Back to the intro, you. Oh, I'm doing good. Got my coffee. <laughs> Still trying to recover from that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Not gonna. Not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, switch up a little bit. <laughs> I remember my first time. <laughs> I think it was like what seven, uh, 19 episodes ago. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, man. But, yeah. I am doing good. Got my coffee. Had a pre-chill morning this morning. Didn't set my alarm, which was really nice. I just got to sleep in a little bit. Yeah. Have you read anything interesting this week? So, I have... I'm continuing my journey through Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. I haven't made as steady progress this week as I would have liked to, but... I think the kind of stuff I'm reading now is kind of more more so about like life rules, you know, like you know Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life and then his 12 more rules for life. But he kind of Tony Robbins kind of takes it more in like a personal sense. It's like what are the the I guess fundamental like subconscious rules that that you that you act on in your life and how do they empower you? How do they disempower you? And just really kind of doing a little bit of reflection as far as 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 that goes you know do they align with your values and if not what changes do you need to make and so all that kind of good stuff so it's yeah definitely definitely some good stuff yeah yeah that sounds super awesome talking with a friend last night and we kind of i think got to a similar idea of like basically the difference between doing what you've been told you should do and doing what you believe you should do. But in order to do that, you have to know what you believe and you have to really have worked that out of, you know, what what is actually important to you and what do you live by and what do you actually believe in? So that sounds super cool. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? Have you read anything interesting lately? I mean, I've just kind of been continuing with 12 Rules for Life. I'm in Rule 11 right now, which is don't bother kids while they're skateboarding. And it was interesting because like that rule I've always heard and a lot of the other rules I feel are pretty straightforward, like stand up straight with your shoulders back. That 
he kind of takes that metaphysically as well as physically, but that one I can kind of understand just from hearing it. But this one was like, I agree, but I don't quite understand. But now that I'm getting into it, it's like, basically don't, don't take actions that are anti-human in a sense of like, and he uses, he starts the chapter off with the skateboarders and he's like, they put skate stoppers on the places where skateboarders would skate because, and the argument is against, you know, against the destruction of those objects and making them look poor, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, but the skate stoppers are hideous. They look awful. What was once supposed to be a very nice, you know, looking area for people to be able to walk through and everything now just looks absolutely terrible. And so kind of the whole point of putting those there is kind of destroyed and it makes that action in a sense anti-human because it's just preventing people from doing something that you don't like and so yeah kind of been dealing with that idea and it's been really cool because it's really kind of caused me to look into my own life and it's like what are some things that i don't understand that other people are doing that maybe i just immediately assume is not good and really kind of evaluating that and looking into my own life for that so that's been really cool. Yeah, and I think kind of a maybe a little bit of a different angle, I guess you could say, different approach to the same the same rule is the you know, like you said, I think to a lot of people like skateboarding isn't really like understood, like it's kind of associated with kind of destruction of property or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like you look at skateboarders and you look at kind of the the dedication they have basically to their craft and the fact that they're really they're willing to risk i don't know if i'd say more so more so limb than life so i can't really say life and limb but like definitely limb maybe a little bit less life but they do they do there is a lot of risk in getting hurt associated with that but yet they they push through and they push themselves to become more become more flexible and more you know just really really refining their craft and so and i think that's that's something that's not really really identified and it really is a huge character development because you know in life there i think one of our previous audience members said something really good said freedom is dangerous and if you don't know how to handle the danger if you don't know how to handle getting hurt if you don't know how to deal with that then how are you supposed to move on through life so i think kind of along with that not just you know preventing something that's human but like also just the prevention of that character development in i guess kind of a a personal aspect yeah that's kind of another another angle to 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 look at the same rule i guess yeah and he points that out whenever he first mentions the skateboarders he's like it's very dangerous and like they could get seriously hurt and he's like but this those skateboarders weren't trying to be safe they were trying to be competent and you kind of have to risk getting hurt in order to become competent at something which i think is there's a lot of wisdom in that yeah and to your point yeah like that is extreme development of like yeah i'm going to sit with this thing until i learn how to do it right so i agree yeah absolutely yeah, moving on from that, I suppose we should probably actually introduce today's topic. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Which, those of you who saw the announcement in the Discord, or those of you who clicked on the episode probably saw, 
Today's topic is justice and mercy and the implications of both. And so the idea is what is justice, what is mercy, and what does it mean to actually incorporate them within your life? And yeah, before we kind of get into definitions and actually discussing this, as per usual, our usual disclosure information is information is neither true or false, good or bad, right or wrong. And our responses to these topics are merely our subjective perspective of the assumed objective reality. We are not subject matter experts, and as much, we'd like to invite you to join the discussion through the public discourse channel by adding any questions, comments, perspectives, and or experiences you might have in relation to the topic at hand. And so without further ado, let's jump into the topic. Dustin, would you like to introduce justice and mercy and the implications of both and kind of what more precisely what we're going to be talking about? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. okay. I guess <laughs> so we do have kind of some tentative definitions here that I don't know. I mean, we kind of just came up with these definitions like right before the episode, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. And so I think they kind of loosely capture kind of what we mean by, by justice, mercy, and then eventually grace. I think we're going to kind of touch on that a little bit. But I would like to give the definitions and I would like to kind of expound upon kind of like what we mean specifically with these with these terms. So first of all, justice, we're looking at it as the assumption that whatever actions an individual takes, they deserve equal actions towards them in return. And then mercy is a negotiation or not negotiation, the negation of negative consequences for a given action. And then grace is a reception of a positive consequence of wow, I can't type clearly. Grace is the reception of positive consequences without proper action on the individual. And so kind of going back to justice, the the way at least I like to approach this is justice is, at least in this discussion, justice is kind of the assumption that, you know, kind of going with the, the kind of cause and effect type of type of situation that we discussed in kind of hermetic philosophy that you like an individual puts out some kind of i guess energy into the their environment right they're you know whether it's positive or negative some kind of action into their environment and then i would argue that justice is the reception the the environment returning that that's those i wouldn't say same actions but so like you you do something good for somebody else and then the environment does something good back to the individual kind of equal in magnitude and i would say that that's justice and then vice versa if someone were to do some kind of harm to another individual and then that person's environment brings harm upon them upon themselves right yeah so i would say that that is justice and then mercy i would say is kind of the kind of you know, if you take that that base level justice, mercy is the abstinence of the the negative consequences coming back on the individual that that put out the negative the negative energy or action or however you want to spin the term. But that's kind of how I'd like to look at it in this in this discussion. No, the kind of my personal definition for justice has been fairness of like what is fair for you to get for an action taken and that i mean we could do a whole episode on what does it mean for something to be fair but yeah it's like if you 
make a positive action to the assumption that something positive is going to happen in return. Or if you, you know, take a negative action, the assumption is something negative is going to happen in return. And we oftentimes think of it like within the justice system of like law and yeah, like if a criminal commits a crime, they kind of deserve some form of punishment for that, right? And so, mm-hmm. and the punishment should match the crime. And so that's kind of been my definition of justice. And then mercy, yeah, is exactly that of not receiving due punishment for negative action taken. And I think that for the purpose of this discussion, justice is going to be both positive and negative. The assumption that if you do something good, something good is going to come back. If you do something bad, something bad is going to come back. But mercy is only going to be taken in the negative sense. That if you do something bad, you don't necessarily receive the due consequences for that. And the reason for that is because I think, yeah, I think, and may who knows, maybe we'll look at it in the other perspective later on in this discussion. But at least to start, I think that it's very difficult to actually want mercy if it means that the good things you do don't actually matter. Like, can you expound on that? Yeah, so if mercy negates the negative consequences for an action and the positive consequences for an action, then that means no matter what good you do in the world, the you'll never receive anything positive back from it. Okay, got got it. Yeah, and so then what's the point of doing good? Yeah which I think there are arguments for doing good regardless of consequence. But yeah, I think that that's not, that's kind of outside the scope of this discussion right now. Might come back later. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of the, the reason why kind of we picked this topic is I've, I've personally been kind of wrestling with these, these ideas, just trying to figure out, because we always, you know, we talk about justice being an, an admirable thing, especially in kind of more of a, a sociological perspective you know like you want to try to maintain some level of good order in in whatever society you're in good order and discipline and so in order to maintain that you have to have some level of justice so again if if someone were to do something you know some kind of poor action or evil action then then they receive the consequences of of their own actions and then vice versa for for good actions but then if the and the thing that i've been kind of really struggling with is if the if mercy is the abstinence of the negative consequences as a result of negative actions then i can see their the results of mercy being a lack of incentive to to refrain from performing the negative action again and i think this can this idea can really be seen i just recently learned about a term in my macroeconomics class called moral hazard and so we were talking about kind of the the 2007 2008 market crash and all that kind of good stuff and they were kind of talking about moral hazard as like you know if one financial or if one business starts to you know, go bankrupt and the government basically saves them if they, they provide like a security net, what then and basically provides some level of mercy on the the business, what then is the incentive for that business to 
to refrain from making those same poor choices if it's assumed to them that the government will just come and rescue them if, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I think we, we tend to look at justice and mercy in a very positive light, but I can also see that some maybe negative, negative side effects of, of mercy. And I think just trying to, trying to hammer that out and kind of iron out kind of where justice and mercy and kind of like the implications of both of them kind of, you know, how that kind of works in the, in the real world and how those can be kind of utilized and leverage in a, in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if any of that makes any sense. No, that makes complete sense of like a lot of the times the quickest way to learn something is yeah, to let the consequences of your action really hit you. And so then you learn, let's do something different to stop this thing from happening. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that negative consequence, and this actually kind of brings in a topic that we're going to do a later episode on of the importance of danger or the importance of failure. We haven't fully ironed that topic out, but it's the exact same idea of like, you kind of need some sort of feedback from your actions in order to learn. But then on the other side, I think we there are times in which some people just need that one bit of mercy, just that one time of like not receiving the consequence of their actions. And then they just like shoot up and become far better than they ever could before. But my knee jerk reaction, I'd love to hear your thought on this, Dustin, is from what I've seen in Mercy, Mercy in order to be effective, almost always has to be followed by some higher calling of like, yes, you're not receiving what you should, but now you need to go and do better. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And maybe that's kind of where, I guess, my struggle in in really kind of just understanding like the placement of these these ideas. Maybe that's kind of kind of where that's at. Because, you know, in... I don't want to say kind of more in a religious sense, but also kind of more in a religious sense. Like, it is traditionally taught that, like, you know, somebody does does something harmful to you, mm-hmm. right? You should, you know, turn the other cheek, have mercy on the individual that did some level of harm to you, and you're yeah. supposed to do it like and basically indefinitely. Yeah, but then, at what point, like? Is there just, and I know this isn't directly answering your question, but is, like, how <laughs> how do you get the person to, like, stop messing with you if you don't provide some level of negative consequences for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so, do you, like, you know, someone slaps you across the face, you're just like, hey, don't do that, you can do better. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, yeah. And so, is is the effectiveness of mercy? Does that have to do with the rarity of the the application of mercy, or is it is it is it really down to like you said the the calling to a higher higher form of being, a higher purpose of or higher yeah higher form of living? Yeah. Well, I think another side of it to take is if someone takes a negative action towards you and you take a negative action back towards them, 
their action is justified, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I've seen it a few times of, like, someone who you can tell kind of on the surface is very nice, but you can tell they don't have the best intentions. Mm. And then you you kind of poke the bear a little bit, right? <laughs> you do something slightly inconvenient for them, and then they kind of erupt. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it's like, yes, I did something that wasn't nice to them, but their reaction showing kind of what's really at their heart made my action justified, at least for me. Because it's like, yeah, I poked the bear and, you know, the person showed who they really were. And that, to me, is justified. Well, I think in, in that instance, the response is anticipated. And so it, I guess I guess you could say some level of satisfaction of having met expectations. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, but when do you ever antagonize someone and not receive that expectation? Like, I feel like if you're going to take a negative action towards someone, you should assume that once they find out, they're not going to be happy about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if it's purposeful. But I think that there is a sense of like, yeah, if I do something negative and someone does something negative towards me, it's like, yeah, my actions were justified. That person was just a terrible person. But then on the other side, if I do something negative and the person does something truly compassionate and not putting on a mask, and that I think that is one part of this, is that if you're not a well, if you don't have a well integrated character, I don't think that mercy is going to work. I think that. You know, if it's just like being compassionate for the sake of being compassionate, that's easy to dismiss. But if you truly have compassion for someone from, you know, the true depth of your character, that's going to bother that person a lot. Of like, I I think you would have to be a, a truly malevolent individual in order for that to not bother you. Hmm. Because what that means is, you took advantage of a truly kind person. I think there are very few of those people in the world, and that's going to bother the other person. And then everybody else, all the bystanders, see what happens, and then they rat on the uh, the aggressor. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean that mercy in and of itself is not what is is not inherently what is good but mercy has to be basically paired with some other virtuous aspects in order for it to be effective yeah like does, does mercy have to be paired with compassion or does mercy have to be paired with a higher higher or call a calling to a higher purpose or calling to a higher form of being does mercy in order for mercy to be effective does it does it have to be paired with those yeah, I, in my personal opinion, yeah, it has to be paired with that. It can't just be standalone because, to your point, the person doesn't learn from their mistakes. They don't, yeah, they they get away with the negative thing that they did without any negative consequence, and so they don't know to stop. But it's, and I was looking up definitions of mercy before the episode, and a lot of them, it's interesting that you bring up compassion because a lot of them, like the definition of mercy was showing compassion to a person. And 
many of the definitions were also like from a place of power from a place of like yeah from a place of authority or of power of like yes i have power over you but i'm not going to execute judgment something like that and so i think if you're a truly integrated and competent individual that gives you a lot of power that many people don't have and so when someone takes an action against you and you show them mercy, it is from a place of power. And that in and of itself calls them up to a higher, calls them to something higher. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So with that being said, what, I guess, what is, so is the the fulfillment of judgment or the, I guess, execution of mercy, (laughs) for lack of a better phrase, are is there like a, a time and a place for for both of those and if so how does how should one distinguish between the two mm. yeah like if so maybe if we're talking from like a like a sociological perspective right say say someone did some form of crime and so they're you know, in court, and the judge decides to enact mercy on the convicted individual. For one, is that a good place to to exercise mercy, or should the mercy be left to to? I don't know. It's kind of like how do you how do you know where 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 mercy should be used? Yeah, and how like and how do you make it so that mercy is effective? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a very good question. Because, yeah, I think in a court of law, like, if you're just like, well, you deserve this crime and we caught you, but we're going to let you go. I don't think that that person learns anything. I, I, I think some people could learn something from that, but I don't think that that would necessarily be the majority. Depending on the crime, of course. If it's something like a speeding ticket, like... They might learn something from that, but <laughs> yeah, and even and even then, it's like at that point, it's almost looked down as like special treatment, and it's like, okay, why does this person get off scot free, but or with minimum punishment, and I'm over here basically, in my subjective perspective, basically doing the same thing, and yet my punishment is more severe. So like, like you could say that mercy is enacted and if mercy is fundamentally inherently a good thing then i don't know i feel like the in in that situation maybe specifically like the consequences and the side effects kind of outweigh the the pros of of mercy which i know i just kind of interrupted your thought process i'm sorry but no you're totally fine and yeah i think that that's i think that a lot of crime stems from a feeling of unfairness within the system. And so, yeah, to your point, enacting mercy could increase that feeling of unfairness, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, I don't feel like I can get ahead, so I'm going to break the rules to get ahead. Something like that. And not necessarily even that simple, but yeah, just like you kind of come to a point where you're like, what's what's even the point of following the rules when it doesn't benefit me at all. And so then I'm not going to follow the rules. And so, and and this is more than just like law. This is, I, I do think that this is kind of part of 
game theory, maybe? Sorry, I'm thinking. <laughs> no, you're good. Because <laughs> I think, yeah, I think mercy really comes about when the person really feels the weight of what they've done already. And that the lack of punishment adds to that weight. And that's whenever it's most effective. And so I think part, yeah, but I I think the kind of the place of power isn't merely from a physical standpoint, but I think it is more metaphysical of <laughs> being a truly better person than the other person, <laughs> which is, I mean, that's difficult to say. <laughs> Don't do it, Anakin! I have the moral high ground! (laughs) (laughs) But it's not even the moral high ground, because, like... Uh, I know, I'm just making a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but... (laughs) But, yeah, no, it's... I had a thought, and I forgot what it was. (laughs) Great episode. Yeah, so Mercy has to stem coming from a place of, of power. So, okay, kind of going back to kind of the the anal- an analogy, metaphor, I don't know, hyperbole. <laughs> the You talk about someone who, who feels the, the weight of, of what they've done. Yeah. And so if mercy isn't acted, then, then there is no justice for those actions. <laughs> so there's no basically resolution to the the weight of of the the negative actions right you yeah. you yeah there's no there's no counterbalance there yeah well okay i think a couple of questions from that one and maybe this is more so just kind of like situation specific but like it's how do you know someone truly feels the weight of of what they've done and someone who's simply putting on a facade. For and so that's this one question. And the second question is, in abstaining physical consequences for the negative actions, and allowing the person to bear the weight of the actions that they that they have committed, is that truly mercy, or is that just another sense of justice? Interesting idea. I'll answer the first question, then the second one. <laughs> but yeah, your first question of like, how do you know if someone's not just putting on a facade? And that's like Gollum from the Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> so many references in this episode. I love it. <laughs> I think part of that, I think you have to really pay attention to the person. And that can be difficult of like, yeah, pay attention to how they act, what what is important to them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think even in that, even if they're putting on a facade, for that person, showing compassion would still mean a lot to them. Because, like, even if I'm, like, okay, I hurt you, but I'm going to act like it was an accident. And if, again, I think it goes back to the integration of the individual. And the integrity of the individual. But if you're, you know, if you kind of play the politeness game of like, oh, don't worry about it, that's one thing. But if it's like, you go out of your way to show me compassion, again, I think that's going to bother me. But I I, I think, yeah, I, I think Jordan Pearson talks about this a good bit. Like, there's a difference between 
I, I forget how he says it. He's like, if you if you can't harm someone or if you're not capable of hurting someone, you're not being compassionate, you're being harmless. Interesting. Something like that. Of like when whenever if you're showing kindness to someone, if you're showing mercy to someone, and you don't you aren't actually integrated well enough to let's say exact justice or to you know be malevolent back to them you're not actually showing them mercy you're simply harmless you're a pushover right mhm they they recognize that they can just kind of push you and do whatever whatever they kind of want to in that situation and so i think mercy does have to come to a from a place of you are dangerous. You are a force to be reckoned with, but you're not acting on that. And that that's when it begins to bother them because they're like, I can't push this guy over. I can't just do whatever I want with them. And yet they're still going out of their way to not be malevolent back towards me. Don't associate my kindness with weakness. Yes, exactly. And... I think when you are integrated well, that is evident in and of itself. So that makes sense, and I, I agree with that. But I can also kind of imagine, like, someone does, you know, a negative action, and so it's time for them to pay up, retribution, consequences, and, you know, they put on a facade, oh, I'm sorry. I know what I did was horrible. Please don't hurt me or punish me or whatever. And then you're like, all right, you know, I'll let this go. And then they walk off and like, ha, fooled that sucker. (laughs) And so like, yeah, but I think even in that, like, if you're competent, they know they didn't fool you. Does that make sense? So it would, your competence has to be very apparent. Like, I know, like, like, I know you're putting on a facade. You're not fooling anybody. But my decision still stands that I'm not going to hold you accountable for the action that you committed. Yes. And then beyond that, calling them to do better in some way, shape, or form. Interesting. And that, I think, is really going to hit at the heart of someone. Because it's at that point, it's like, I recognize what you're doing is wrong and it is wrong and i'm not going to hold you to that but i expect more from you and i think that there's very there are very few voices in most of people's lives that truly expect more from a person and not expect more as in like hey you need to do this to you know be a good citizen or something like that not but more so like Personally, like I, I know you, and personally, I know that you can accomplish more with your life and you can do more with what you're doing. And that is what I would like to see from you. Like, not attempt to live vicariously through them, but also being like, <laughs> like, I, I know you can do better. I know you have, you know, stronger character than that. Yeah. And it's, it has to be truly personal to that individual. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, to do that, you have to pay attention to the people around you. And that, I think, is kind of the core of mercy is that you can't just 
throw mercy around around willy-nilly expecting things to change some people it might some people that may just be the one thing that they need and then you know they start living their life right but on the other hand i think that yeah you have to it you have to truly pay attention to the people around you in order to actually utilize this correctly but at the end of the day like the the point of mercy isn't so that you kind of get the other person back metaphysically but the point of mercy is that you call someone to do better with their life hmm. but again i think you have to be well integrated within yourself to do that and it can't just be out of a facade of nicety. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And what was your second question? <laughs> the second question was, if you abstain justice, you abstain the enactment of physical punishment for, as a result of physical action, and you allow the person to bear the weight of the negative actions that they've done, is that still technically mercy or is that technically justice still? Mm, mm. Yeah. I I wouldn't say it's justice because I think justice is fairness and what's fair is for the person to get what, you know, an eye for an eye, right? Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say it's justice, but I think what the real goal of mercy is, is growth. Wait, so that last part again, I was drinking coffee. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I think what the goal of mercy is, is growth. And this is really, I think, the power behind mercy when it's utilized correctly, is that it can... <laughs> it doesn't just pay someone back for the action they did, but it prevents that person from taking those actions again and again and again and again. Right? Hmm. And so I think that properly, when mercy is utilized properly, yeah, it's not, it's not about fairness, but it is truly a good action for everyone involved. And it, yeah, calls the person to rise up and to be a better person and to kind of do better with their life. And this is, I was, oh, God. Let's see if I can remember what it was. Oh, yeah. I was talking with a person about my kind of my whole church right now is reading select chapters from a book about spiritual depression, which is kind of like losing your vitality. And one of the things the guy mentions is like kind of physical depression. Someone just keeps thinking about themselves and thinks about that one action that they did. Not necessarily actual depression, but kind of a similar idea to spiritual depression of like person just obsesses over one action that they did as a negative thing, right? Mm -hmm. And they kind of just work in their head over and over and over and over. It could have been one thing, you know, 20 years ago that they did and they just can't let go of it within themselves. They hold, you know, they judge themselves for that, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, the one thing you have to understand in that is that you're a dynamic person. You're not the same person you were 20 years ago. And so what you should dwell on is what you do now. What is your behavior now? And by changing your behavior now, you actually redeem what you did. Hmm. 
because you learned from your mistake. You learned from that action and you're doing better now. And I think that this truly does apply for anything, any action that you take. Like, no matter how terrible or morbid, I think that if you change your behavior, that thing played into the change of your behavior. And because of that, that thing is redeemed. Of course, from a Christian perspective, I think this is all only possible through through God. But where this applies to this conversation is, I think that, in a sense, to your point, yes, it kind of redeems that action. And so justice is still had. But again, it changes the behavior for the rest of that person's life. You say it's more of like justice on the metaphysical level? I don't think justice fits there. Mm. But I, th- I think it's more than justice. I think it's goodness. <laughs> so let's, let's put it another way, see if, see if you agree. And maybe this might be a little too simplistic. But so in order for a negative action to be, I guess, you know, what you, you could say redeemed, I guess... Sure, we'll we'll go with the word redeemed. Either justice is enacted and negative consequences are received equal in magnitude to the negative actions. And thus, kind of the negative times negative equals a positive, so everything kind of cancels out. Or you, maybe negative consequences haven't been implemented, but the the weight of what has been done is great enough and heavy enough to cause a a shift in character to act better. And so those more positive actions from the learning experience, those more positive actions basically negate the, the negative actions done before because, you know, it is, you have learned from the experience. I know that's a little bit simplistic, but I guess, would you say that as simplistic as that idea is, would you say that's also, I guess, relatively kind of true, I guess you could say? I I don't like it because I don't think that it's taking, I don't like the idea of taking positive actions because of a negative action you used to take. And I don't mean that I don't mean taking a positive action as like some superficial I'm gonna take a positive action so I could feel better about myself, you know, like to me that's that's insincere, and I don't think that when I say positive actions, I don't mean insincere actions. I mean like I'd made a mistake, and I realized that the actions I did had negative con- consequences on the people around me, even though I personally might not have felt those consequences, and so as such, I am, I am, uh, words, I am determined to, to change the way I act so that I don't perform that action again, and that I'm going to find a better way to act, maybe given the same, same situation, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, not, sense. Yeah, I, words, words are hard. Very hard. That makes sense, but yeah, my caution in that idea is just again taking actions to kind of equalize the negative thing done. One example was I 
work at a coffee shop. And one time, I think either one of the other baristas or me, I think it was one of the other baristas, guy like was a dollar short in cash of his drink or something like that. And so we just rang up. We're like, yeah, that's totally fine. He came back like a few days later with like an extra dollar. I was like, here, here's a dollar because I missed a drink last time. And that was just to kind of repay the negative thing taken, right? Mm-hmm. I would say that was a fairly sincere action taken. And in a sense, that's like, quote unquote, justice has been done, right? If everything equals out, it's kind of fair, in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. At least as far as that individual goes. I think that this is deeper than that kind of an action because it's not it's not even like this is now fair, but it's more so a change in the individual of I want to live by a higher standard of life. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes it's sense. Like, I, I think having when you have the power to enact justice and you don't. I think that that shows an even higher power than the ability to enact justice, right? That yeah. That's almost like the actions of other individuals truly don't bother me. I just want to do good in the world. I think there's something to that, that when people see that exemplified, people are very attracted to it. And so, yeah, I, I want to say it's more than justice. Interesting. Yeah. So with a little bit of time that we have left, I would like to kind of pivot a little bit. It's still related to the same topic, but I would like to kind of look at kind of grace, kind of add add this into the complicated mix. Yeah. <laughs> and so again, kind of going back to the, the definition that we kind of quickly drafted up, that grace is the reception of a positive consequence without proper action on the individual. And so basically the idea here is that, you know, where mercy is the absence of the negative consequences on the individual, grace is, I don't know if I was maybe added on top of mercy, but grace is the, you know, something good happens to the individual, even though that individual doesn't deserve it. Yeah. And so, I guess where does that kind of kind of play in? And if if you were to enact both mercy and grace, grace and mercy, what I guess what would be the the implications of of that? Yeah, I think you have a very powerful combination with both of them from the action of a well-integrated individual. But yeah, no, that that's a very great question of like we've talked about not giving due judgment to someone that deserves it, but this is now giving someone something that they truly don't deserve. And again, I think it goes back to the idea of calling someone to something more than themselves. And in that, I think that giving someone something that they don't deserve can, in many ways, call them to do more. I think, and it kind of depends on the maturity of the individual to some extent, but yeah, if the if the individual takes that thing seriously, they're going to do much more with it. So let's say you put someone oh, perfect example. 
I've got another example for a little bit later, but I think a study was shown or studies have shown that people, primarily young guys that are inherently lazy, right? Mm -hmm. That you kind of give them the simplest tasks and they're not able to do it. Do you know what the best remedy found for that is? Grace and mercy. (laughs) Kind of. It's to put them in a position where they're required to do more. It's not to make the load lighter, but it's to make the load heavier. Mm. And not just like, oh, do work, but it's like, find something they're passionate about and give them an opportunity. Give them something they don't deserve. Give them an opportunity to do that thing at a level that they potentially aren't capable of. Because what's that going to what that's going to require of them is for them to actually step up to the plate. Interesting. Yeah. And so I think that that's a great example of grace in action of, hey, here's something that you haven't worked to get this position. You haven't worked to be here. But we're going to give you this opportunity to do this. And what happens is, you know, the these guys step up to the plate and they, you know, they maybe don't perform at the level they need to for that position, but they perform at a much, much higher level than they were before. Yeah, and probably over time they'll develop competence yeah. to and basically grow into that position. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a YouTuber, I haven't watched him in a while, but he's a psychologist. Jordan Peterson? Channel. No, he's a... <laughs> oh, no, not psychology. What's the other one? Philosophy? Psychiatry? Psychiatry. He's a psychiatrist. Oh, God. And he runs a channel called Healthy Gamer GG. Oh. And he streams on Twitch as well. And basically what it is, it's, it's breaking, basically sharing his psychiatry understanding with gamers to help them kind of live better lives. And really, really great stuff. He breaks apart like intelligence. He breaks apart ADHD and a bunch of other stuff. But where is I going with that? Oh, yeah. But I think he had some assignment that he had to do or something. And he just put the assignment on Discord because he didn't have time to do it. And his Discord community (laughs) did the research and got the assignment done. (laughs) And he turned it in. (laughs) I forget what it was for, but it was something like that. Where, yeah, these people are not experts in psychiatry. They're, They're not able to perform at that level. But he gave them an opportunity to do it. And they did the research and they actually got it done. Did he, like, get a good grade from it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and again like that's giving them an opportunity that like they they haven't gone to school they haven't gotten the degree right but (laughs) i forget what was for it was either a report or an assignment or something i don't remember what it was i'm sure he looked over it afterwards to make sure it was good but just like kind of gave them a go at it and they performed at his level So uh, I'm going to start sending in my homework into our Discord. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) But yeah, and then... Yeah, so I think Grace can potentially be even more powerful because it can really give that person an opportunity to shine when acted correctly. But even stepping down from that, because all of these are examples for people to do better, right? They're Mm -hmm. really 
kind of almost leadership opportunities or opportunities to be in a position of power and to try and do that competently. But I think, and I know we're running out of time here, but I think that beyond that, even just very, very simple things can really mean a lot to the people around you. And the example I'd like to close with is something actually from my life of I... During high school, I had this heavy humanities class. I was like two and a half credits, so it's worth two and a half classes. And I've, for most of my life, I've never been good with English or writing or history or anything like that. And so, needless to say, I was not great about getting the work done in that class. <laughs> right? Needless mm-hmm. to say, I was, not, I was not a good student in that class. I was not the best student. But the teacher, despite that was just absolutely wonderful so she would like bring snacks in on fridays and we would have kind of a reading day where we would read together and we would sit with tea and bagels or like some other snack or something and just kind of read on fridays it was really great but that you can kind of excuse like she's giving it to the class and it would be unfair for her to not share that with me right Mm -hmm. but then I think there was one time in particular we were driving. She was giving me and my sister a ride home from school and stopped by Starbucks and bought me Starbucks, right? Just bought me a black coffee. And at the time I was like completely failing her class. And it was like, despite me doing so poorly in class, she went out of her way to get me a coffee. And, like, this just broke my brain for, like, two weeks. I was like, what in the world? (laughs) This doesn't make any sense. But the way in which I kind of took that was, like, if she can show such compassion for me, I want to be even better for the people around me. And I think that just shows the power of mercy, of compassion, of grace when used correctly. She She is a very, very integrated individual. She is one of the most brilliant people that I know. And again, someone in power. She had control over my grades. She had, <laughs> and she's the one that had the money to buy the coffee, right? And despite all of this, she just spent time after time trying to help me grow. And it wasn't just like harping on me for my grades, but it was taking actions to help me grow and then also giving me things I didn't deserve. And yeah, just that has been such a pivotal thing in my life and such a strong reason for me to try and do something good in the world around me i think that's really the power of these ideas yeah i'm tearing up over here such an uh, emotional (laughs) emotional story (laughs) so uh, i think that is about all the time that we have left for this episode Thank all of you for tuning in, those listening to the, the live recordings, as well as those those listening to the live episodes and then those listening to the recordings. <laughs> I think I need to get another cup of coffee. <laughs> but yes, thank you all for, for tuning in. I hope you maybe got something out of, out of this. I know I sure did. It's really helped. This conversation has really helped clear a lot of a lot of kind of these ideas up for me, and which is, you know, the whole purpose of Philosopher's Stone. So. Yeah, thank you guys again for for tuning in. And do we have any anything to leave our audience? Yeah, I think not a thought provoker necessarily, but maybe 
try and buy someone a cup of coffee this week. See what happens. Yeah. Nice. I like that one. Alrighty. And then until next time, our our next episode is going to be over integration of the shadow. So if you're a huge fan of our shadow episode, <laughs> well, this is going to be how you integrate said shadow. <laughs> oh, shit. <Good> luck. <laughs> I should go swimmingly. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Alrighty. And as always, until next time, think critically and live fully. We'll see you in our next episode. We love you guys. Yeah. Have a good week. Take it easy.